Today, we're going to cover something that all of us possess to varying degrees, but as entrepreneurs, we've encountered it many times. It's a fear of rejection, and it stands in the way of so much success for entrepreneurs. Today's guest not only has faced tremendous rejections, he's gone out and sought it out, and he's turned it into opportunity. He went out and spent 100 days getting rejected. I know, why would anybody do this? Well, it's amazing what we'll do for research and putting yourself out like that, huge, huge opportunity. Matter of fact, the, <laughs> he's got over 7 million views on YouTube. I've got him here today because I had him present at my mastermind group to my top financial advisor clients. And I gotta tell you, they were blown away. It was extremely useful, the insights that he has. So stay tuned. This is John Bowen. We're at AESNation.com and you are in for a real treat on not only uncovering more of the fear of rejection, but how you can use it to your advantage. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Zhao Zhang, uh, just uh, great getting together with you. I really appreciate it. I mean, uh, as I mentioned, you blew them away at our mastermind group, our roundtable group of top financial advisors. And I, when I first saw your YouTube video, I got I to gotta meet this guy. And you've done some pretty amazing things. So first of all, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Joe. Well, you know, one of the, and the reason why the YouTube, I think, uh, video and your talk so resonate is so many of us are afraid of rejection. I mean, it's, it, it stops us from accomplishing all that's important, you know, that we're, we're, we're here on this world to do. And, and I want to go deep into that, but I, wa I want to get your background because I'm, I'm guessing as a, uh, actually, as I'm saying, I remember your story even, how, uh, and it's a great story because uh, you, you're not, you, know, you and I are in Silicon Valley today, uh, but uh, you didn't start as a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. You had a little bit more humble beginning, at least from this entrepreneur side, and maybe share your background of how you came to this. Yeah, quickly, you know, I didn't grow up in this country. I grew up in China. And that's all I wanted was to be the next Bill Gates. You know, that, 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 I didn't want to be the next Mao or Lenin. Bill Gates was my man. So um, I came to the States when I was uh, 16. And that's, uh, you know, actually I became an exchange student in rural Louisiana. I was uh, very different from Silicon Valley, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> so, but then... When I was 30 years old, you know, I've been always wanted to do, do this entrepreneur. But the problem is, I got a good job. You know, I got a really good job that was paying me well, paying my mortgage and everything. My wife's pregnant, so I thought, my goodness, you know, I've, I've, um, I'm getting paid to not follow my dream, basically. So I just had to quit. Uh, so when I was 30, just four days before my son was born, I just quit my job. Well, let me company. just stop for a second because I mean, one of the things we all do is we want to you know, go ahead and uh, chase our dreams. But I'm thinking, okay, you've got, a, you know, a, a very successful job yep. and high tech and all that. You've got a great wife who you're just about ready to have your first child. Yep. 
and you're seeing that maybe you know, you're not going to get the opportunity to be an entrepreneur, you decide at that moment with the blessing of your spouse to go do this. And, yes. uh, okay, that, that's a wow. So you're married well. Is she a great I, lady here? I did. I would say I married up, and yeah. I, that's confirmed every day, you know. Well, I, I, well, I have all these things that people think is, you know, American dream, right, like being comfortable and stuff. What, but I also have one thing, which is regret, and it's getting deeper and deeper every day because I only, you know, I only live this life once. I really believe that you know I'm on this earth for a purpose. You know, if I at least did not get, I didn't give my chance, give myself a chance to pursue that dream. I, I don't mind to be rejected. Uh, at least I thought I don't. I didn't mind to be rejected by the world, but I was really rejecting myself because of this uh, fear, because of this you know comfort and just everything. So that's why I had to make that 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 you know that decision to step out. So you decided to be an entrepreneur, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Most of us are accidental entrepreneurs. That it just kind of we're really good technicians. We're good at something, and yeah, you know, we, we then build a business around it. You just decided to be an entrepreneur. All yeah. Right, take us a little further because, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking if you just raise your hand and you say I'm now an entrepreneur, it doesn't happen. If it does, I want to know this. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it doesn't happen. You can't just claim to the world that, hey, I'm an I'm entrepreneur. What, what you do is I know I had to focus, right? I had to, uh, I have a business idea. There's a high-tech business idea. I want to build the next Twitter or, you know, or, or you know, Google, you know, whatever. Just, I want to ha have this idea. I've been wanting to do this on the side, you know, trying to try to try it here and there, maybe hire uh, someone to do uh, some coding. Then I just found, you know, I can't do it if I don't focus 100%. I just can't, you know, and, and it just so, and I'm not sure that's for everyone, but for me, I have to spend 100% on my focus. So that's why I negotiated with my wife and we found a solution where I would do this for six months, step out for six months and uh, to quit my job. And then in six months, obviously, you can build something here. If there's uh, traction, if there's investment, that means this is um, this this business has a future. Otherwise, it doesn't. Then I can look for a job again. You know, I can always find a job, but you know, as I get older and older, it's not like I have infinite time to to start a company. So what I love is what I find in our research you know, for entrepreneurs who are focused and take massive, deliberate action. Things happen. So what happened here? Yeah. So. Things have rejection happened. That's what happened. <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, I quit my job and I started just uh, building a team. Uh, you know, building a prototype, finding customers. You know, trying to talk to potential investors. So I had a six months of time. The fourth month, I was presented with the investment opportunity. I thought, okay, this is it. I worked so hard and. Uh, someone liked my idea, um, and uh, I'm gonna get the investment. I, actually, in my mind, there was no way I wouldn't get it. Just when you, when you, somehow you believe in something, then you're like, you know, this is destined to happen. And then it turned out it didn't happen, you know. And there's sometimes this reality just hits you like that. Um, and, you know, the investor said no, and it happened. This type of thing should happen a lot in business, right? But then I found out, oh my gosh, I thought I was ready for rejection, but I wasn't. It, was, it hit me so hard to a point that you know I started questioning myself, my idea, you know this whole thing about quitting your job and being an entrepreneur. I started questioning everything, 
And then I found, wow, I'm losing confidence here. If I were going to become a good entrepreneur, a great entrepreneur, I cannot be down like this. I cannot be so fearful of rejection. So that's what sparked me on this journey um, of doing this 100 days of rejection thing. You know, as you mentioned at, at the intro, I went out for a span of 100 days. I'm like, since I was afraid of this monster, I'm just going to head, I'm going to face that monster head on, you know, and I was going to look for rejection. I want to see what, 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 if I can overcome my fear, if I can desensitize myself from that pain. So let me just set the stage. <laughs> so you, you decided 100 days was the right amount. Why 100 yep. days? Well, 100 sounds good, you know. Okay, yeah, it's, uh, okay. It <laughs> might test, be. we got 100, we're doing pretty good here. No, well, so. you, 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 we've got that, okay, and then you're going to go out and you're, you're actually, are you looking for rejection or are you, how, how is that coming about? Yeah. So it started with me looking for rejection by making some outrageous requests. I will try everything that's possible to give me, re, uh, you know, to, I'll ask a stranger something. For example, the first day I asked a stranger, can I borrow $100 from me? Of course I would get a no, right? I just want to hear that no and, and take, take it like a man. Sorry, uh, I, I didn't mean, <laughs> uh, mean to say the, uh, uh, you know, in, in a sexist way, but I want to take it like, you know, I want to take it and strengthen myself. And the second day I went to a burger joint, I asked them, hey, can I get a burger refill instead of a drink refill? It's just, that started putting some humor in this, and I found, actually, it's not too bad. I'm, I'm taking this nose, and I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's not so bad So you survived the first survived, two days yeah. you, you made, okay. Yeah, well, what didn't kill me didn't make me didn't make me a little bit stronger. So, but the problem is on the third day, someone said yes to me, and that changed my whole life literally. Um, so I went to Krispy Kreme and asked a lady if they can make me if she can make me donuts that look like Olympic rings, um, and just interlink five donuts together. And the the lady said yes, and I, I didn't surprise that. I mean, I, I didn't. I, it really surprised me. So I, uh, she asked me, how long do you need this? Uh, you know, I said, in maybe 15 minutes. I don't know. I was just trying to get a no and get out of there. But she was so serious. And 15 minutes later, she came, gave me a box of donuts that looked like Olympic rings. I was just floored. When you look for rejection, you got this type of acceptance. It took you out of your whole, you know, the whole thought process, the whole trajectory of looking for rejection. Now I'm thinking maybe the world is different than I thought. Maybe if I put myself out there and ask for stuff, there's a possibility that someone says yes to me, no matter how cr crazy that request is. That changed my whole um, uh, quest from looking for rejection than just going out and ask and see what happens. So it turned into a curiosity quest and see the world would, 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 would do to me. But also, I didn't. What I didn't know is that video would become viral. You know, there in the end, there were like five million people who viewed that video, uh, and people are also really surprised by the kindness and someone said yes to my request. But also, people are started getting interested in what is this guy doing? You know, why is he looking to well, get rejected? Well, let me rejected? just stop here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flash up on the screen. You know, I, I can't play it here the way we have it set up, but. Yeah, you can Google Krispy Kreme, uh, Jay's name, and you, I've got it there for you. And we'll put a show link. I encourage everybody to look at this. And I mean, at this time, and let me just look at the views. I think it's over five million. And and the reason why it, it's it's 
you know, I can see the emotional connection on both sides. And yeah. uh, we were blown away when you shared that. And, you know, people, you know, some people just won't reject you. And this is a super lady. Yeah, she, she is. And when I asked her, she, she didn't think it was that big of a deal. She was thinking, you know, she thanked her manager. She thanked her company. She's so gracious. She's like, you know, it's Chris, you know, she Krispy Kreme empower me to uh, be nice to customers, and I'm, I'm I want to be nice. I want to, you know, bend over backward for all the requests coming from my customers. But it's my manager who enabled me. It's the, my company who empowered me. So she's very, very gracious. And uh, um, but the thing is, she's the one who said yes to me, and that's what made everything so different in this request. No, and it's, well, so, I mean, okay, we got one, two, three. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know, this is one of the things, uh, uh, I'm not a big Woody Allen fan, but Woody Allen says 80% of life is just showing up. And, you know, you, you, get, you did a little bit better, you know, uh, <laughs> you know quicker. And so what, what happened after that, though? Because you're gonna, you committed to this 100 days. A lot of us yeah. would have just stopped. We got some good donuts. I'm out of here now. But right. you, you kept going. Yeah, so a little bit of background. I did this as a video blog, you know, and I recorded. I used a hidden iPhone. No one, no one knew I was recording. I was using my iPhone to record the, this. It just caught fire. Got, I got so many people responding to me, uh, telling me, you know, how this is awesome, you know, how this is, how they also have this fear of rejection. So it became a, a community of people, of me <laughs> being the center of who's doing this. Um, so almost like I'm conquering fear for not just me, but a lot of other people. So yeah, I kept going and and uh, I finished 100 days. But in the meantime, you know, I I was started to get people inviting me to give talks at different conferences or companies. I was, you know, I got uh, was on uh, TVs. I was on mag. I was in magazines. So all these things that just happened. Uh, you know, it's like a flash fame, right? Um, you know, flash fame happens almost on, on a daily basis. Someone got on news and stuff. But what's making this interesting for me is I saw there's a big motivation, there's a big insight behind this, this big flash fame. It's people, it's not, I'm, the, I'm not the only one who's afraid of rejection. Actually, everyone is. You know, we can package ourselves, we can hide it, we can try and we can show that, hey, we're, we're okay. But Deep down, we all have this fear, and I found out there's actually there's some um, you know evolutionary um, you know theory behind this um, that why we all have this fear. It actually makes us survive. But nowadays, that fear holds us back a lot. You know, we rather because we feel our brain processes that um, the rejection as if it was some physical attack on us. So that's why we really dislike rejection. And so, in, to a point that we rather be reject ourselves, uh, you know, we'd rather do that than being rejected by someone else. So that actually, you know, limits ourselves from going out there and showing up, as you were quoting Woody Allen, and, and putting yourself out there, and making that request, and, and risking getting rejected. We, you know, it, it holds us back a lot. Well, Think about me, how many opportunities we lost. Well, that's what I was of, just gonna say. Uh, John, the, you know, the, the, the reality is, I mean, I'm going to ask everybody whether you're on the video podcast or the audio or watching us on the blog, uh, is to think how many times you didn't take the risk 
because of fear of rejection. And I got to tell you, you know, it's a, if I were to go down and spend, I'm 59, I could put a really long list together. And when I started deciding that, you know what, I wasn't going to let that fear stop me. And that's one of the reasons you know, I, I wanted to have you there because, you know, in the financial advisor, we were talking about, boy, if you don't uh, really have that conversation, you might not inspire someone to make smart decisions about their money. And it might have a huge effect. You know, you not taking the risk to start that business or that new division or new product or new campaign. You know, there, there are going to be some clients or customers that by you not doing that, that you're going to let down. Now, that fear is just, it, it's, and it, it makes us immobile. I mean, it, it can be yeah. all encumbersome. I think about how many times that you encounter some rejection. You got stonewalled by a, a potential client, right? Or maybe you ask your friend, can I have this great idea? Your friend is like, that's stupid. I mean, you ask a couple, you know, you get rejected a couple times. You're just starting me like, okay, this, my idea must suck, you know, or I shouldn't do this. But actually, you know, we, I learned personally, and we, this is learned, we collectively learned this over and over again is the really creative ideas will for sure encounter rejection. In fact, we are biased against creativity, even though we say we love creativity. But when it gets really creative, we're like, that's a stupid idea. That's the most stupid ideas I've ever heard. You hear that a lot, but it's the, the, the greatest ideas in the world, the best products, they started with something crazy. They started with, you know, being called the stupidest ideas they've well, ever heard. I think of, you know, when you're saying that, Jay, the, uh, Jay, the, uh, the, the way I look at it is, you know, you think of like Uber right now as a really hot one. Um, somebody came to, you know, me and I'm in a, at a bar and we're having the conversation and he's going to come up with a smart app to call a uh, sedan. It's like, you got to be kidding me. I don't know how many billions it is now in valuation, but it's huge. And I know uh, the most successful businesses I've started, you know, I heard so many people telling me that that will never fly and and it's only through perseverance. And what happens is usually it doesn't catch on right away. Yeah. You know, but when it does, you know, it's, I'm thinking of, uh, I forgot the guy's name, uh, Kickstarter campaign. He had the most successful Kickstarter campaign. It was a cooler with a blender on top. And it, <laughs> when he first did it, I think it was goal. I don't remember the number, so I shouldn't use the example. But let's say it was 100000 he was trying to raise. He didn't get it. They retooled it. They really communicated better, took some feedback from the market, and now it's the most successful Kickstarter campaign ever. And I'm sure not only did he get a whole bunch of rejection uh, from friends and family, but he got the rejection on the first campaign. It would have been easy to fold the cards, and now he's got the record for the largest one to date. I mean, yeah. how, how do you, you know, it's, it's one thing you and I just talk about this and say, well, just, you know, persevere through it. Um, how do you deal with that? I mean, what are, what are you finding out? How do people, or successful entrepreneurs, overcome this? Yeah, that's a great question because there, I've done a lot of research and I, I wrote that in my book about how, why some of the most successful entrepreneurs or people in general are the ones who know, have this tool, um, you know, this toolkit of skills they can use to overcome that no. If you don't, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get, get get swamped, you're going to get uh, overwhelmed by the, this uh, sense of negativity and fear and pain. So 
the people, the really successful people use rejection as motivations instead of as some sort of detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they either say, okay, okay, I got rejected. I'm here out to prove that this is, you know, I'm right and the world is wrong. So there's that motivation, you know, factor that, you know, I think the best example we can use is Michael Jordan. You know, he constantly talks about, you know, how he, he got rejected as a high school uh, you know, kid, how he, his coach didn't like him, and he, he used every single thing, every single rejection he got as motivation, as a, as a fuel to a fire to, to achieve greatness. And then there are people who use rejection as um, they know rejection is just an opinion, right? We, if, you don't, if we don't think rejection as some sort of truth, uh, either for or against you, no, it's not. Rejection is someone sees you and sees the, this idea, they make a judgment. They say yes or no to you. And there's nothing more or less than that person's opinion. If you understand that, you started taking the, the, the pain, the emotion away from rejection, then you can start using that as feedback. So the, you know, so the example used was really good, the, the Kickstarter person. So he didn't use the rejection as some, the universe telling him this idea never flies, look at it. You got rejected by so many people. He used it as a feedback uh, tool and used that to make a better product. I, I, I used this example of uh, a couple years ago, there was this movie, Lincoln, right? It was, mm-hmm. uh, it was really well made. Uh, it was by Steven Spielberg, right? So he, when he made, the movie, there's one person he wanted the most as the actor for Lincoln, which is Daniel Day-Lewis. And he reached out to him saying, hey, I would love to have you. And then Daniel Day-Lewis is like, ah, sorry, this is not for me. And he, 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 he gave him really good reasons why he wouldn't do it. And then he did it. Uh, so, um, and then Steven, this is Steven Spielberg. This is not the upcoming uh, director. It's one of the biggest names in Hollywood history. So he took his advice and rewrote the script and coming back the second time, then third time trying to persuade Daniel Day-Lewis. Eventually he said yes. And that was a really great movie. You know, it was, you know, it was, non, it was nominated for Oscars, almost won it, didn't win. But you know, if Steven Spielberg can use rejection as a feedback, as a learning tool to improve his product, why shouldn't we? Why should we think a rejection is some sort of a judgment against us and some sort of a, a final decision against us. So no, it's, it's so powerful. I mean, uh, you know, I look at it and I, I look at my notes as I'm writing down and uh, you know, the fuel. I mean, so many entrepreneurs have been driven by wanting to prove somebody wrong. Right. And uh, that one is a big one. And but also the opinion feedback. I think I, I think early on in my career, I wanted to prove people wrong. Yeah, but what I really want now is I love the market feedback. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, it, it makes, uh, I've, I've started some things and doing this or that in the market. I mean, as a matter of fact, almost every business plan I've ever written, uh, the business, you know, a few years later has nothing to do with the business plan because the market gives us feedback and you can, you know, try to persevere over the market or you can take those opinions. I mean, I think that's a key word. It's not rejection opinions and tests and particularly in today's world with technology the ability to test things do split tests use data I mean it's really inexpensive so I mean we should really embrace and one of the big parts I liked about your hundred days is you were out testing like crazy rejection (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I you know I thought this you know I went to business school and uh, you know I spent a lot of money getting a really great education, but I found this for throughout this hundred days every day I would go out and test out the theory I learned. All right, and, and and does it really work? How does it work for me? I use this as a playground for me to get better to learn stuff. And I learned so much about how to make do negotiation, how to uh, you know how not to run away after you hear no. Because our tendency is when someone saying says no to us, our first thing is, is you know spot you know is, is just just go, just get out of there because it's the pain, how painful it could feel. But how can I sustain that conversation after no? How do I turn that a tense situation into a humorous situation? I learned that so much, and I felt I got you know what I learned through about 100 days was more about business and human nature than I did at business school, or throughout my years at uh, in corporate America. Yeah, no, it's well, and it's I, I totally agree. I mean, I've got a you know a bunch of degrees, and uh, yeah. you know, yes, I, you do. Yeah, <laughs> no, and and. I mean, I look back on them and I've got better education just being an entrepreneur and, you know, out in the marketplace, uh, just letting people really come. And, you know, and I, I've had some pretty big ups and some pretty big downs and nobody gets through life really without some scars. I mean, we all get those and that's part of the deal. And we are going to get rejected and some of the rejection will feel painful, but we can just think of it as that journey and you know it's just another you know when one chapter closes in our life another one opens i mean I, what i saw so much uh i mean you went ahead and you opened yourself to the world i mean not only were you willing to go out and test 100 days of rejection you wrote a blog about this and you're telling everybody you made a commitment that you're going to do this you're sharing the experience what was the reaction from uh people what you know they're reading your blog and the comments are did anybody encourage you to stop and get, you know, stop the pain? No, no. They're like, you know, they're living, they're, they're living out their fear through me. You know, they're overcoming their own fear. Some people told me it's, it's a surprising therapeutic, you know. <laughs> uh, just because when you think about the, the, the things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask strangers, it's really cringeworthy um, just thinking about it. But when I actually step out there and do it, it's not that bad. It's it's not that bad. Um, one it's, of my favorite was you were you had a soccer ball and you knocked on somebody's door and asked if you could play soccer in their backyard and and you had some pictures and I guess the guy was very gracious and said sure. Yeah, and <laughs> I was preparing for the worst. Every time I'm like, okay, uh, as long as you don't shoot me, you know, yeah. and I don't think I'm breaking any law here. I'll be very respectful. But if you, you know, say get out of here and uh, cuss at me, I'm I'm okay. I was ready for that. But every single that never happened. No one like got really unpleasant. Even like you know, there's a couple moments here and there. But most people, when they give rejections, they will say, um, oh, no, thank you, and st things like that. And this person was like, sure. So he invited me to his backyard and to play soccer. And uh, I, I don't know who was more confused. Was he more confused <laughs> about me knocking on doors or I was more confused about he would let me do it? Yeah. I thought I would never let a stranger into my, my house and do this. Why would you let me? So I asked him and his answer was, it's, your request is so off the wall, how can I say no? Yeah. You know, and that was, just, that was like a light bulb going, going on. And, and, you know, and because I'm like, wow, there's actually there's incentive for him to say yes. 
because he, curiosity played a big role in his decision of making a yes or no. So there are a lot of levers I can pull and to actually making me more uh, likely to get a yes than a no. Yeah, I mean, that ability to influence and just really motivate people to action, I mean, it's so powerful. And you know, I, I just love that. And let me go to the next uh, segment. This is the book of the day, and I'm not going to let you off easy and recommend another book. I want you to recommend yours. I know it's not out at the time of the recording, but let me go and I'm going to pull it up here because I, I just pre-ordered it, and uh, I wanted to just tell that soccer story. I could go on and on. I still remember. It was a few months ago that you gave the speech, and I can still remember so many of the stories. So I, I want to reread the book just for all these great stories, but also the lessons that are learned. Uh, now, tell us what we're going to get in the book. Yeah, the book is what we're talking about. It's just basically the beginning of the story. There is a lot more. The story, the book is a journey of discovery about how when I went out and what I've discovered. You know, and I've found so much about human nature, and so I learned so much about you know business and negotiation and psychology, and then I lay them out in the in the book. And it's a really, really well, online read. Yeah, let me pull it up. I didn't say the name of it for those of you who are not watching the video. If you're on the audio podcast, it's Rejection Proof, How I Beat Fear and Became Invincible Through 100 Days of Rejection. And I definitely think you are now invincible. <laughs> well, yes, uh, I'm not going to be beat by fear anymore. And I'm not afraid to ask any, anything from anyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had a little bit of conversation ahead of time and we were brainstorming on, you know, how to get the book out and so on. And it'd be just so easy not to have that conversation. And I think there'll be a number of action items that will come out of it that will be very valuable. And this is, we get in our own mind, uh, you know, how painful these things will be if we, oh, I'm not going to ask. I don't want to, you know, bother someone or, geez, I might get rejected. And, yeah. and boy, what missed opportunities. I know, like uh, when you when you are asking, we, any interaction, right? We we are taught to not to go overboard, right? Not not to be out of line. I shouldn't ask that, you know. I don't know. Uh, we're not buddies yet, you know. We we constantly tell that story to ourselves, right? So, but what I'm telling people is, we really go overboard um, a, a lot of times. What we need to do is to um, collaborate with people around us try to make things happen you know it can it can bring value to both parties uh, you know people love to help and and um, so yeah it will be a, a lost opportunity had I not asked you or collaborated with you and think about these ideas of how to you know how to uh, get the words you know no, it's, the it's just so powerful let me let me go with one of your uh, the next segment And this is the application of the day. And you told me earlier, you got a simple a application you want to share. So what, what is it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's the default application on your iPhone. It's, it's the camera. And uh, you, can, you record. Like the reason I'm, I love the camera is I record a lot of things that are happening in my life. You know? And uh, this 100 days of rejection was the fact that I was actually really bold to record these events. I could have just write, uh, have written them in a blog, right, and, and hide behind the pants. But actually, I'm like, I want the world to see what I saw at that moment. 
So I used the camera um, and I rec uh, app. I recorded these videos and put them on YouTube. That's why I got this shirt. This, this is a YouTube shirt <laughs> player, um, and um, and I, I put it on and share it with the world. Um, and you know, I, I was pretty scared because I'm like, you know, what if that no one cares? What if I get a lot of lot of negative comments? But you know, but you have to. I fought over that fear and then put it out there, and that changed everything for me and for a lot of other uh, people as the well. The world opened up to you. I yes, mean, it did. A, it did very much. Let me go to the next segment, which is resources. And I'm going to go to your website, uh, which I love the name, Fear Buster. Yeah. What are they going to find here? Well, the thing is, um, you are going to find, there's a link called 100 Days of Rejection. That's where you you would go and go through each one of these uh, videos, uh, video blogs. I write uh, about what I learned and what's the takeaway from each one of these. So you can learn a lot about you know um, negotiation and business and just life in general with this. I try to tackle different areas. Well, I love. I'm just flipping through them, and I, I yeah. love the police car one, sitting in the police car too. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, and, and I, I, I didn't sit in the back, I sit in the front, yeah, no. the driver's seat. <laughs> well, so. asking the police officer if you could do it, and I'm just, you know, and, and I, I think as you were sharing the stories and showing the pictures to uh, my uh, group, they were just blown away with, you know, one asking and another doing it, and just, you know, how that changed your life, and they were all inspired how much their lives could be changed too, and and even more importantly, how many of their clients' lives they could help inspire. Right, absolutely. I mean, this it's the same principle. You know, it's the same principle. What you know, when I, if I didn't ask that police officer, I would not know he could say yes to me. If you don't, uh, and you know, at the back of my mind, you know, there's part of me saying, "Oh my gosh, what if he's so mad he." He arrests me. There's, you know, there's a little bit of fear there as well. You know, that sounds silly if you we don't say it out loud, but it's that type of fear. Well, that but but all of us have that same yeah. fear. Yeah, <laughs> you sometimes you just have to say it out. You know, what's, you know, why why shouldn't I ask? If I'm respectful to a police officer, right? If I make that request and with a smile and give a good reason, why not? You know, maybe he has a reason to say no, but. Why would that thing turn so bad that we we automatically associate our request to right? So you know, and it's the same thing with all kind of business and all kind of uh, life events that we just have to ask and ask nicely, uh, but also ask with power and confidence that you know that it actually most more than likely that someone wants to help. Someone will say, want to I say yes. I always call it quiet confidence. When you have that quiet confidence that you're going to add value, you know, kind of the law of reciprocity. But I want to just pull up, uh, you know, I, I want to point out, obviously, there's a speaking section, uh, just a great speaker. Again, the book, online course, and then you can subscribe to the blog. Uh, and uh, it's just some super insights for you and your team. So let, let me uh, go to the last segment here. Mm -hmm. And this is key takeaways. And I want to just share. I'm, I'm looking at all my notes. And I, I mean, uh, you know, you're almost making me love rejection. <laughs> and you know, that market feedback. But I'm going to go number one is that feedback. I mean, if you don't put it out there, 
you don't get that feedback. I mean, one of the things that's been so great on technology right now used to be in our group, particularly on different communication campaigns and so on, we would you know, debate how to do this or not. Well, now you can do the sample and just put out a whole bunch of you know, small tests and really measure it. And we do that always and there's no focus, uh, no uh, a problem with doing that. I mean, we get feedback from the marketplace. So number one is really stop fearing rejection so that you get the feedback from the market. The more conversations you enter, the more opportunities that are gonna present themselves. Second is, you know, it's really how you started entrepreneurship. You talked about focus, and I'm gonna call it deliberate mass action. When, I, the, when we do all the research on entrepreneurs, one of the things that we see is those who can focus and take deliberate massive action. And the reason they're taking massive action is not everything's gonna work. They're gonna get rejected along the way, but they move through that. They take that feedback, do some fine tuning, and take off. And the, the last thing I want to do is just say the uh, open yourself to the world. I mean, if you don't get out there, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, you, uh, John, you and I are on this podcast. Somebody might not like you. They may not like me. They may have turned off a long time ago. But by getting out there, what we're able to do is build this mastermind group. We never know what's going to happen from the conversations we have. And it's very likely that we're going to make a huge difference in somebody's life by doing this. And this is why you and I are both here. And I totally agree. And I, I totally agree with the, the idea of you have to go out and go all out uh, on something. Uh, be, you know, we have so many ideas, we have them dwell in our mind, right? We rationalize it, we, we, we tell ourselves why it's, it, it will work, we got excited, but later on we're like, oh, okay, maybe it's not a good idea, we'll let it, we'll just stop it, right? Make massive action and put yourself out there. Make it, put it out there. Let the world tell you, you know, and let the rejections and let acceptance tell you what people think, you know, what you can improve on. That's the only way you can make forward. Not letting, it's not letting it stay in your mind and rust, or maybe there's a better time someday it will be more mature. No, just put it out there. It's mature right now, you know. It will never be more, more mature than it is right now if you have an idea. Just you know, and let you know, make it. You know, I just watched the movie Interstellar. You know, uh, last weekend. I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone. I don't. I haven't watched it yet. So don't yeah, do it's, that. it's a good movie. It's a great movie. But one quote, I can say a quote without spoiling the the you know, movie. It talks about going out with the rage. You know, just just you know, the the reason is mankind moves forward make progress when they actually take deliberate actions going way beyond their comfort zone and going out with a rage, with a goal, instead of staying in the comfort zone and, and, and hope something would happen or, or, or try to make progress when they're comfortable. When you're making progress, you're never comfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. And for those people who actually go ahead and stay in their comfort zone, what happens is it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. They start living smaller lives. So, you know, let's go out there, make a difference, take advantage of the fear of rejection and deliberate action, focus. Your clients, your future clients, your future partners, they're all counting on you. Don't let them down. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.